Welcome to Time of Restoration Broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. For this is the day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in this day. He watched over us last night as we slept. He guarded us. He woke us up this morning. We were clothed and in our right minds. We had the activity of our limbs, articulation of our speech. And above all, we have salvation because we are his children. He is our God. He is our King. He is our Lord. And he is worthy to be praised. An opportunity today to worship him, to magnify his name, to extol him, to let him know how much we love him. And as much as we think we love him, our love for him cannot be compared to his love for us because he gave his life on the cross. He took on our sins that we may have his righteousness. Oh, what a great exchange that was. And for that alone, he is worthy to be praised. For this is the day that the Lord hath made. And we often in testimony service make this statement. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, that my very soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. We could be lost. We could be the ones that are without hope, hopeless. The only people in the world that are hopeless are those that are without those that are without at one point in life, the Gentiles were alienated from the commonwealth of, uh, of, of Israel, you know, and because we were alienated, we did not know God. We weren't even a part of him. But now he's engrafted us in and we are one of the family of God. So I thank God today, you know, for his master plan of redemption, that he just did not leave us to ourselves. So we have hope because he, the hope of glory is in us, Jesus Christ. The ones that are hopeless are those that are without God. And we know the world needs Jesus. Our hope is in him. So I'm going to be opening up uh, with Psalms 88. Uh, Psalms 88, it says, O Lord, God of my salvation, I have cried day and night before thee. Let my prayer come before thee. Incline thine ear unto my cry. For my soul is full of troubles, and my life draweth nigh unto the grave. I am counted with them that go down into the pit. I am as a man that hath no strength, free among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave, whom thou rememberest no more, 
and they are cut off from thy hand. Thou hast laid me in the lowest pit, in darkness, in the deeps. Thy wrath lieth hard upon me, and has afflicted me with all thy waves. Thou hast put away my acquaintance far from me. Thou hast made me an abomination unto them. I am shut up, and I cannot come forth. My eye mourneth by reason of affliction. Lord, I have called daily upon thee. I have stretched out my hands unto thee. Wilt thou show wonders to the dead? Shall the dead arise and praise thee? Selah. Shall thy loving kindness be declared in the grave? Or thy faithfulness in destruction? Shall thy wonders be known in the dark? And thy righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? But unto thee have I cried, O Lord. And in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. Lord. Why castest thou off my soul? Why hidest thou thy face from me? I am afflicted and ready to die from my youth up. While I suffer thy terrors, I am distracted. Thy fierce wrath goeth over me. Thy terrors have cut me off. They came around about me daily like water. They compassed me about together. Lover and friend has that put far from me and my acquaintance into darkness. Well, this psalmist sounds like he was without hope. <laughs> he, it clearly sounds like he was without hope. Psalms 88, verses 1 through 18, the commentator says that, have you ever felt as though you have hit rock bottom? The writer of this psalm sinks so low that he even despairs of life itself. Although everything seems to be bad and getting worse, he tells all of it to God. This is the one, this is one of the few psalms that gives no answer or expression hope. We must look elsewhere for that. Don't think that you must always be cheerful and positive. Grief and depression takes time to heal. No matter how low we feel, we can always take our problems to God and express our anguish to Him. And like I had stated earlier, the, the, the person that is really hopeless is one that is without God, you know. But as long as we are praying to God, we know that we will get an answer from him and he will answer us. But there, there are seasons in life that we do have to go through. We go through seasons, seasons of grief. We go through seasons of loneliness. We go through seasons of not having peace. But when we pray to God, to the true and living God, hallelujah, 
He's the one that answers our prayers. He's the one that gives us hope because the hope of glory that's in us is the one we pray to, and he does answer prayers. But there are seasons in our lives that we might feel like he's not with us. But when we feel that he's not with us, he's been the closest to us. So just be encouraged just by this Psalms that we have hope in God. Uh, it goes on to say, uh, verse 5, it says, and it says, free among the dead like the slain that lie in the grave. Our feelings may be as obvious and painful as those expressed by the psalm writer, but they don't give the complete picture. In fact, our feelings are usually very unstable. When we bring our unedited feelings to God, we allow him to point out where they are incomplete. We are in trouble whenever we give our feelings divine authority or assume that God can't handle what we feel. Praying the Psalms teaches us to bring everything without ourselves to God and trains us to trust that he is with us even when our feelings lead us to doubt his presence. And verses 13 through 14 says the writer of the psalm was close to death, perhaps de de uh, debilitated by disease and forsaken by friends, but he could still pray. You may not be so afflicted, but you may know someone who is. Consider being a prayer companion for that person. You can lift this psalm to God as a prayer on his or her behalf. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity to come before your throne, to enter into the most holy of holies, to pray for those that are in need to obtain help and grace in the time of trouble. I ask for forgiveness for all of my sins, for anything I've done that was out of your will that would hinder this prayer. Lord, I am lifting up leaders of nations all over the world, all over the world, praying for the peace of Jerusalem, praying for war-torn areas, praying for people that are victims of war. Oh, God, we are asking, oh, God, we are praying for the peace of Jerusalem. God, we are praying today that blinded eyes will be open, deaf ears will be unstopped, Stoner hearts will be made hearts of flesh, and we are praying for the world's conditions. We are praying against the Antichrist spirit that's so prevalent today. Lord, we are praying, O oh God, for leaders of churches. We are praying for our local assembly. We are praying, O oh God, that as we are embarking upon our one night revival with. Bishop Tony Knight, where we are inviting the public, we are inviting you on Friday the 19th to a one-night revival at Restoration Christian Fellowship Church with Bishop Tony Knight. He is the pastor of the community church, I believe it is in Valen. He is the senior pastor of Christ's Community Church 
in Vineland, New Jersey. We are praying that the people will come out, be blessed in that revival. We are praying today for those that are lost, those that are hopeless, those that do not have Christ in their life. God, we are praying, oh God, that you would change hearts, minds, and desires. Oh God, we are praying today that those that are hopeless, God, would have hope in you. You're able to save them from the gutter to the uttermost. Oh God, we're asking, oh God, that we're lifting up the sick, the shut-in. We are praying for the Babies in the womb. God, we are praying against the spirit of oppression and depression. We are praying against the spirit of suicide. We are praying for our local assembly, our assistant pastor, his wife, family and children, the ministerial staff, the deacon board, every member, every family, every well-wisher, our daycare, Lord, the staff, the teachers, the parents. Oh, God, we are lifting up before you. We are blessing our enemies on today. We are praying for our community. We are praying, oh God, that, oh God, that our house, not only our church, but even our home where we live, would be a lighthouse, a beacon in the community. Lord, we are praying, oh God, that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my Redeemer, in Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Again, I want to invite you to that our one-night revival, and that's on tomorrow night. On tomorrow night, if you can make a way to Sickleville, and if you're in the Sickleville area, we are located 403 Andrews Road, Sickleville, New Jersey, 08081 is the zip code if you want to use that to put into your uh, GPS map. So we are teaching on the subject, don't settle for less. Don't settle for less. Last week, you know, I, I left you with the scripture, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Don't settle for less than the true and living God. There are so many people that are caught up into a lot of history, of a, a lot of uh, Hebrew history and things that are going on and they're, they're falling uh, pray to deception, to false religions. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Don't settle for less than the only begotten son of God. Hallelujah. Because he's the only one that took God for us and took on our sin. All these other religions that are out here that they're trying to tell you that comes against the true and living God, none of them died for you or shed that blood for you. But we know that God so loved the world that he gave his son, and his son gave his life for us. Hallelujah. That we might be made the righteousness of God. So don't settle for anybody but the true and living God by making him Lord of your life. Hallelujah. As we talk about don't settle for less. You know, 
one may ask the question, well, what does it mean? Never settle for less. What does it mean? Well, the phrase never settle for anything less means always drive. Always strive for the best. To not accept anything that is below your standard or potential. It encourages perseverance, determination, and the pursuit of excellence in all aspects of life. So when we when we choose when we choose not to settle for less, it creates and encourages perseverance, determination, and the pursuit of excellence in all aspects of life. When you settle for less, you get less than what you settled for. Now, this was a quotation by Maureen Dowds. And the quote goes, the minute you settle for less than you deserve, you get even less than you settled for. Means that when you accept the situation or outcome that is beneath your true worth or potential, you end up with even less than what you initially compromised for. Wow, that's really deep. <laughs> really deep. So we want to make sure that we are not going to settle for less. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25 says, Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercessions for them. You know, as I was talking at the beginning of the program or, or the broadcast, now don't be looking out for a God that didn't die for you, a, die, a God that didn't shed his blood for you. You know, consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost. In other words, I don't care how low down you are and where you are, God is able to raise you up out of the gutter and to his best for you. And don't settle for any other false gods that can't give you life eternally. Hallelujah. Don't believe the lie. Don't believe the lie. The only true and living God is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Hallelujah. Uh, Hebrews 4.15 says, But we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Don't settle for less than a God that has not gone through what you have been through and can feel the feelings of your infirmities and your weaknesses. Don't settle for a God less than that. Hallelujah. 
He knows how you feel. He knows your hopelessness. But I tell you, the only hopeless people are those that are, that are without God. But when you have God in your life, the hope of Christ is in you. And you now have settled for the best and know how to settle for nothing but the best. There's a scripture in First Peter chapter 5, verse 10. And it says, but the God of all grace, who has called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, established, strengthened, and settle you. See, a lot of times when people are going through hardships and trials, they will tend to settle for less to, to get out of where they, to get out of the suffering that they are enduring. But what we need to do is to continue through the suffering and until our change come and not allow the enemy to deceive us by trying to get out of what we are going through. Because once we have suffered a while, it says, just suffered a while. He make you perfect. In other words, not that you will be perfect, that you will never make a mistake, but you will be complete in him. You will be established in Christ. And he will strengthen you. And once you've been strengthened, then he will settle you. And you stood that trial until you were settled. And you didn't settle for less than by giving and throwing your hands up in the here, saying, I can't take it no more. I give up. But you let God perfect you. You let God establish you. You let God strengthen you. And then you let God you. Oh, don't settle for less than what God has for you. And what he has for us is the best. First John Five, verse 4, it says, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Now, faith. Now, faith. All of us have been given a measure of faith. And many times we are going through life trials and hardships and we are wondering why things are happening the way they are. All we need is just a mustard seed of faith. And they said the seed, when you plant a, a mustard seed, is so tiny. But the tree, once it comes up, is so gigantic. that just That's how great a mustard seed of faith is. works in our behalf. It is so huge. That all we need is a mustard seed of faith for deliverance in the things that we are facing. If it's in finances, if it's in your health, if it's in relationships, whatever it is, God is faithful. It's our faith that helps us to overcome the world, our problems, the chaos. It's our faith. And it's impossible to even please God without faith. We that, we that believe in him must believe that he exists. We must believe first that he exists. 
and that he's real, that he's, he, he, he is true. He, he is who he said he is. And then when we believe that, he says, those that seek him diligently, <laughs> you know, he, we have to seek him diligently with our faith and we will be blessed. So we just thank God that tonight that we're going to encourage you not to settle for less than what God has for you. And what God has for you is his highest and his best. And he gave his best, which was his son. And his son gave his life for us. So and be encouraged tonight not to settle for less. Hang in there. Don't give up. Keep holding on. It's not time for giving up, but it's time for holding on. So tonight, if you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, I would like to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. And also that if you have a special prayer request, or if you are enjoying this broadcast, you know, give us a call at 629-856-629-0601 and let us know or write us a little note and mail it to Time of Restoration, Post Office Box 113, Sicklerville, New Jersey, 08081. If you have a prayer request, Believing for healing in your body, let us know. We can join you in prayer. But if you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, pray this prayer with me. Father God, I confess that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Jesus, come and live on the inside of me. Wash me with your blood. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Be my Lord, my Master, my Savior, and my friend. If you are a backslider, all you have to do is confess your sins. And ask God to forgive you for falling short and missing the mark. God is married to the backslider. All you have to do is confess your sin, come home. Abba Father is waiting for you. Your sisters and brothers in Christ are waiting for you. All you have to do is pray to God and ask God to restore unto you the joy of your salvation or his salvation to you and come home. So whatever you do, always remember to tell someone about Jesus. If you accepted him tonight, let someone know that Jesus saved you on tonight because the Bible says if you are ashamed to own him in this wicked and adulterous generation 
you, he will be ashamed to own you before your father or his father in heaven. So let someone know. Always remember, tell someone about Jesus.